Welcome back. I'm your host, Megan Morgan, and it's time once again for an episode of My Yoga Audio, where it's time for your mind to be on the mat. And we just entered into this episode with a very special song written, produced, and performed by musician Giovanni Morant called Pour It Out, Start Again. And he was inspired by episode 19's episode with Roshan Davis, where that was one of the mantras that he talked about influencing his life. And when it was time to start anew and begin a project, get into a new stage of life, that that's what he says to himself, pour it out and start again. And Giovanni, as you know, has been on the podcast a few times releasing his new singles. And this one came about with just such a huge creative spark. So I wanted to be able to promote that for him. It's something I believe that as a community, we've all helped him to inspire to create this new piece and it just needs to get as much airtime as possible for us all to hear it and enjoy it. And we'll close out with it again today. But for today's episode, what you'll hear in the background is some music that was also provided by another avid listener called Music of Wisdom. And musician Narek Mirce has given us permission to use some of his music as the background to our episodes. And this episode is a special one. It's called Tending the Wings of Your Temple and Nurturing Your Soulful Self. And where this comes from is that I was asked to provide a professional development training for some of the women in leadership over at Shakti Rising a few months ago. And in our last episode, you'll recall that the founder of Shakti Rising, Shannon Thompson, came onto the podcast and I interviewed her and she just shared so much wisdom with us. And one of the things that she had told me in our conversations leading up to the recording was that the professional development webinar I had arranged for them was so very helpful and they got really great feedback from people wanting to know if we'd recorded it, if they could share it or watch it again. And the idea kind of came to me that I could record it on the podcast. You won't have the visual benefits of the PowerPoint I put together, but you'll be able to listen to the themes symbolism, the wisdom that kind of came through in that session, and everyone will have access to it. And in the breaks and pauses, where you'll be asked to reflect or journal upon something, the music from Narak Mirce at Music of Wisdom will be playing in the background to accompany you. Or if you don't like it while you're thinking or journaling, you could always just press pause and forward on to the next segment. All right, so are you ready to tend the wings of your temple and nurture your soulful self? This professional development series that Shakti Rising has concentrates on filling individual wells, feeding the culture, rooting ourselves in resilience, skill building, and knowledge sharing. So I've known Shannon for 
about five or six years now. And so she asked me in my role as a yoga teacher, as a communications manager, as an author, as a mom, as an artist, as a podcast host, and sometimes workshop facilitator for Shakti Rising, what did I think was needed for the women in Shakti Rising who were going to be attending this webinar with me? And so this is what came together. I started to tune into what I thought is needed and asking myself that question. So before I went to bed at night, asking to dream about it. When I woke up in the morning, thinking on my dreams, thinking about what had been revealed to me when I went on walks or runs and was outside in nature or even just looking out the window, what was I seeing? What was coming up? So I started by tuning in. And what came up for me to give you a little bit of a rundown, I started getting messages from ravens and from bluebirds, from hummingbirds. And then a series of kind of extraordinary events started happening and more and more of what I'll call bird wisdom started coming through. There'll be a writing exercise with this. When I did the original webinar, we did a community share So if you do this as a group, you could always pause and take that time to do your community share. And there's a question and answer section, and then some resources to leave you with, other things you can look into that might support you on your further explorations. Spreading your wings is what I turned it. And so for the first part, I just wanted to break down some symbols and some meanings that came up. And so I had mentioned previously that the first thing that came up was ravens lots and lots of ravens. And I began to see them all the time, pretty much daily out on my walks or runs. And ravens get a bad rap as a symbol of darkness or death, but they're also known as the keeper of secrets and as a harbinger of prophecy and insight. And some say its jet black color represents the night or the great void, even the earth itself. And the next messenger that showed up was bluebirds. So mostly in my yard, viewed through my windows and sliding doors. And the Navajo, Aboriginal tribe, identify the mountain bluebird as a spirit and animal form associated with the rising sun. And so the bluebird song in Indigenous Aboriginal tribes is sung to remind tribe members to wake at dawn and rise to greet the sun. And it's sometimes even interpreted as a wise grandparent. So when you see a bluebird, that that could be a grandparent who has transitioned, who's coming to deliver a message. And so for hummingbird, I don't see hummingbirds often, especially not during the current Northern California winter. But I kept seeing one that was fluttering up to my office window It made no sense. There was nothing there that a hummingbird would be after as far as nectar. And besides being associated with joy and playfulness, the hummingbird also reminds us that we have the flexibility and stamina to do far more than we think. They can fly backwards, sideways, and hover up and down with ease. In addition to traveling for long distances, up to 2,000 miles at a time when they need to. And so thinking about all of that, we'll start by diving into the raven, first of all, as the keeper of secrets. And so representing prophecy and insight, ravens are said to connect with the material world and the connect, sorry, the material world with the world of spirits or other souls. So I've got a first inquiry here for you, and you can choose to 
pause the recording while you consider this and write it down, or I'll pause to leave space and let some music play here. So the inquiry is, if you're seeing Raven, who or what is it that you need to connect with? Is it someone or something that's on this plane or another? And keep in mind that while ravens are often associated with bad omens and death, could be that, they also symbolize wisdom, affection, healing powers, longevity, and birth. So the second part of this inquiry is tune into your body, especially your gut and your heart. So does this symbol of the raven represent birth or death for you at this time? And what else could its appearance mean? Death can also mean releasing old patterns or ways of thinking. Birth can represent new ideas or positive change. And so we'll pause here for a few moments to consider who or what is it that you need to connect with? And is it on this plane or another? What does this symbol of the raven represent for you at this time? And so we'll move on now. If you feel like you still need a little more time to write down your thoughts about the raven, you can just press pause. But we'll move on to the bluebird. And the bluebird represents living in joy. And living in joy for the bluebird means being thankful for what we have and appreciating our blessings. Feeling joyful also asks us to recall and experience what feeling childlike and carefree is like again. So when is the last time you felt pure and unadulterated joy? Bluebirds and their songs enter your life when you can revel and share in happiness for something or someone else. And this reminds you that you need not lose any of your own joy in the process of someone else achieving their goals. Has anything happened recently that caused you to feel envy, jealousy, or even bitterness towards someone. A variety of indigenous tribes consider this bird to be a good omen and a symbol of renewal, transformation, and growth. Some go so far as to say they control the weather, particularly the wind, and that they are guardians of some sort, reminding us to stay alert and aware. And so given what I've just laid out here, what message does Bluebird have for you. So again, I'll invite you to either pause the recording or just enjoy the background music for a few moments as you jot down when was the last time you felt pure 
and unadulterated joy. Has anything happened recently that caused you to feel envy, jealousy, or even bitterness towards someone? And given what we've just laid out here, what message does Bluebird have for you? So moving on to Hummingbird now, if you're still in Bluebird mode, I'll invite you to press pause and let you finish your trail of thoughts and writings. As you're ready, coming into Hummingbird, the message I received on this bird was aligning your thoughts and your actions. Those who see this bird might be encouraged to develop their adaptability and resiliency, but not forgetting to have a playful and optimistic outlook. So the question we want to ask is, are you too busy doing? Do you find yourself tuning out or losing concentration easily? Are you easily frustrated by change? Look for the ways that you can drink the nectar of your own flower and take the time to enjoy your gift of life in ways that honor your body, your mind, and your spirit. Hummingbird reminds us to seek out the magic that is all around us. So take a moment and close your eyes and imagine that a tiny hummingbird is fluttering near you, its wings beating up to 80 times per second, creating that distinctive humming sound. What does it want to say to you? Hummingbirds have the smallest bird eggs that we know of in the entire world, but their small and amazingly adaptable bodies are powerful reminders that life and instances of joy are unpredictable. Aligning your thoughts with your actions helps to ensure congruence in your life, making joy easier to come by. So I'll invite you to close your eyes and imagine that a tiny hummingbird is fluttering near you, its wings beating up to 80 times per second, creating that distinctive humming sound. What does it want to say to you? So now I want to introduce you to a funny coincidence that happened. I was on one of my walks and 
listening to a podcast that I often listen to. But when this particular one began, I wasn't so sure I was going to listen to it because it started with this woman talking about her parrot. And I thought it was sort of odd and I wasn't sure I was in the mood to listen to a parrot talk. But I stuck with it. I generally love listening to this podcast. It's called The Moth. And I thought, well, it's about storytelling. It's about a parrot. Okay, this may not be up my alley, but I'm going to listen. And it ended up being that there was a huge connection in the story that followed that was talking about a raven. And they ended up playing a story by a man who is currently the royal raven keeper in the United Kingdom in Britain. And I didn't know this before now either, that there was such a thing as royal animals that are are kept on the grounds and including ravens. And so the host of the show was gifted primary and secondary feathers from this raven master in the UK, and she considered them to be a precious gift. And I started wondering, I was like, what are primary and secondary feathers? So I started Googling it, right? So looking up what this means. And so it turns out that all birds, but in particularly ravens, have primary, secondary, and tertiary feathers. And so I started reading about and learning about these types of feathers and what they do in the body and thinking about how that could be applied to our own selves as a form of bird wisdom. And so I started thinking of primary feathers, right? They provide a bird with strength. They're the largest on the bird and propel it through the air. They're the farthest away from the body. And for most birds, if they are injured or missing, they cannot fly. So to me, primary feathers symbolized survival. And now secondary feathers take care of maneuvering. They sustain the bird in the air. They give it lift. And if half of the secondary feathers are lost, removed, or damaged, a bird will still be able to fly, but some of its control will be lost. So I thought of secondary feathers and people as stability. And then the tertiary feathers are the short innermost flight feathers on the rear edge of a bird's wing, close to the body of a bird. They're not as important for flight as the primary and secondary feathers, but they assist with control and maneuverability. And so I thought of that in terms of support. And then I wanted to ask the question, what are your primary secondary, and tertiary feathers. And the way I broke it down was your primary feathers are your biggest strength. Your secondary feathers are how quickly you can adapt to situations. And your tertiary feathers are asking you about how well insulated you are. And all of your feathers are needed for flight and optimal living. So what state are yours in? Take a few minutes to write about what you think are your primary secondary, and tertiary feathers or strengths? What is your biggest source of strength? How swiftly can you pivot or readjust yourself? And are you well insulated? What does your support system look like? Again, can pause or just let the music play for a few moments here as you think about and write down your strengths.
more thing you can do in this exercise is think about what your feathers look like. For some of you, rather than writing about it, it might be easier to picture them, to describe them, to draw them. If you're in community or in a group right now, compress pause and prepare to discuss how this exercise has given you insight into who you are, how you are, and what you need for optimal flights. And how can your insights help you? How can your insights help others? So again, a reminder, what are your primary, secondary, and tertiary feathers? Your primaries are your biggest strengths. Your secondaries, how quickly can you adapt? And your tertiaries are, how well are you insulated? And a reminder that all of your feathers are needed for flight and optimal living, but what state are yours in? And this time, phrasing it with not only what is your biggest source of strength, but how can you share it with others? How swiftly can you pivot or readjust yourself? Are you resilient? What does your support system look like? And how are you supporting others? And whether you're in community or not, thinking about in terms of all of this, what has come up for you? What questions do you have? Where do you see room to increase your wingspan and respond to change swiftly or to develop better insulation? There are no wrong answers. And what I wanted to move to now is a section called Spreading Your Wings. So it's about some resources, primary resources that you can turn to body and soul. And these are things that came up during the same time frame that I was thinking about this professional development webinar and what tools and resources, frankly, that people might need to navigate through some of these things on their own. And the first one I wanted to mention is a book called The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. And it's by the author Sonia Renee Taylor. She's based in Oakland, California. And what I thought this book was going to be about, it's not at all. And it's a great book. It's just over 100 pages or so. And I feel like it's a really great primer for everyone to think about the way we are in the world. And depending who you are, what kind of body terrorism, that's actually a phrase that she uses that we've been subjected to. So whether it's about living in a black or a brown body, or whether it's about living in a differently abled body, whether it's living in a misgendered body, just all the ways we think about the body and how it affects our lives and how we can begin to think about and approach that differently. And she has several prompts throughout the book for journal exercises, for little activities that you can do on your own. But I also think it would be a really great resource for corporate entities, just to get staff and and people, employees thinking about a lot of the terms we hear going around, you know, on the internet and in newspapers and on the news and that a lot of people may not understand. So it's basic in that sense, but it's also really explanatory. And it's like talking to an old friend, a good friend. And it felt like a nice safe place to land when starting to talk about our bodies and our minds and our hearts. And then another resource I wanted to mention to you is about someone who's been here on the podcast named Michelle Marlihan. 
and she's a yoga teacher, but she also provides grief services. She does virtual classes. She does yoga immersion, and she has a focus on Ayurvedic living. And on her website, she talks about where self-care becomes soul care. And this is a person who I've met and know in real life. And I feel like in general, what she offers is a great resource for those looking to explore this further. And to further spread our wings, some secondary sources that you could turn to in terms of work and technology. And again, this is another guest from the podcast. So I'd encourage you to go back to listen to the episode with Femily. I believe it was 17. So she's known as the rebel boss lady. She's Silicon Valley's gender consultant. And she has got a plethora of courses, resources, her social media is lit up every day with the things she's doing, with the things her clients are doing. And so specifically for those who are the onlys, you know, only women, only ethnicity, only something who are making waves in the working world and the technological world, that's a great resource for those of you working corporately. Another resource is somebody named Nicole Carter. She was one of the early guests on the podcast as well. So I'd like you to encourage you to go back and listen to her episode. And I've kind of put her under the tertiary resources you can turn to for mental health and soothing. And Nicole does these really amazing posts every single day, just little exercises you can do to encourage yourself to stop and breathe. She makes it really easy, you know, in 30 seconds or less to learn about tapping doing self-love work, looking in the mirror, self-soothing, just different activities that you can do that are honestly a minute or less just to help bring you back into yourself, back into the body, back into your heart, tuning in with yourself. She's even filmed some of her videos when she was going through. We had a big storm that came through Sacramento. Her fence blew down. There was like trees and bushes in her yard, and she was out there still encouraging us all to breathe. So Nicole Carter, and a reminder that your primary, secondary, and tertiary wings will flex along with you. And sometimes one will dominate for a while based on need, and that's perfectly okay. And so keeping in mind that your primary objective is to live a life that utilizes and maximizes your strengths in a way that helps others to flourish as well. And your secondary objective is to ensure that you can respond to change, danger, and loss with flexibility and creativity, and that your tertiary objective is to have support systems in place that can help you to survive and thrive, even when huge obstacles are in our way. So we need all three of these things to live a really full and productive and supported life. And as we move towards the closing of this episode, I wanted to continue to encourage you to embrace your innate childlike sense of soul, nurturing, revival, and retrieval through action, compassion, and community. There was a book that I introduced to the ladies in this webinar. It's a child's book called We Are Water Protectors. And it just felt really right for the moment. The illustrations throughout by Michaela Goad, it's written by Carol Lindstrom, have a lot of feathers, have a lot of hummingbirds, talk a lot about the earth, how we're treating the earth and how that's a symbolism or can be a symbolism or a metaphor for how we treat ourselves. And so if we can treat ourselves with 
the utmost high respect and dignity? And can we do so for the earth that we are temporarily living upon? And another thing I wanted to encourage people to explore some more is about finding your flow and feeling your flow. And so feeling your flow is like if you have an excited energy and consistent motivation to keep going or to keep working, you lose track of time and you have an intense and conscious focus, you feel amazing, you are limitless, you're not easily distracted by feelings of thirst or hunger, you're just not distracted, period. And so I think a lot of us have felt that feeling before. But if you don't think you have, finding your flow, you can ask yourself, when is the last time something you were working on didn't feel like work? What form of movement do you enjoy? Doing journaling and gratitude practices often helps us find a flow. Things like yoga and meditation. Ask yourself the basic question, when do I feel the most alive? say it again. When do I feel the most alive? And so we've come to the end of this short segment. We're going to close again with another playing of Giovanni Morant's song, Pour It Out, Start Again. Because now you've gone through this webinar, so it's your chance to pour everything out and start again. And as you fly away, I want to encourage you to connect with me, if you like, over on Instagram. You can find me at my.yoga.audio or at lovinthislife, and lovin' is L-U-V-I-N. The email, if you want to send me a question directly, myyogaaudio at gmail.com. And you can also go to the website, myyogaaudio.com. And I look forward to being with you again next time because it's always a good time for your mind to be on the mat. All the work that you've done When the magic starts to come But in a new way Cause it's a new day on your head.